Hey y'all, it's Lauren. This week we're kicking off season two of the Chicks and Dip podcast. What's up, y'all? It's Lauren with another episode of the Chicks and Dip podcast. This is season two, season two, y'all, episode one. I'm so excited. I keep saying like, of course, I love season one. I thanked everybody last episode. I love season one, but like I am so ready for season two. You know what I mean? I feel like it's like maybe it's just the holidays. I don't know. I feel like everybody like hits that after Christmas point right now when I'm recording this. It's the weekend between Christmas and New Year's when like no one knows what the hell is going on. Um, And so I just feel ready to reset. You know what I mean? Like I cleaned my house a lot last night. I cleaned my bathtub. Like I'm just ready to like clean my shit up, clean this show up, plan out everything and like get rolling. And so I'm so excited that you guys are here for season two. Um, I hope that there are some of you that are new here. If you are, welcome. My name is Lauren Wolverton. I am your host. Um, And so actually today is kind of going to be a perfect episode um, if you're new here or if you're not. Um, I've kind of picked a topic where I'm going to hopefully like give you all some like, I don't know, just like it's not New Year. That's what we did last time. But just like advice, tips, whatever, just like a reminder that like kind of applies to all aspects of life. But especially if you're, you know, about 26 years old like me, I got you. And um, in that, I'm going to actually tell you some stories like that. I think a lot of you haven't heard before um, of things that just kind of make me me. So if you're new here, you're going to kind of get a little bit of my background, which is exciting. Um, But before I do any of that, if you're audio only, I'm going to describe my outfit to you. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, what a pleasure this is for you. My outfit today (laughs) is so out of control. I'm wearing... It's like a set, like a pants set with like a, um, what is this? Like a button down, like blouse and it's like pleated and it is, what, what color would you say this is Calvin? Like highlighter level 100, like brand new highlighter pink. Strawberry, ooh, strawberry pink. That's, ooh, I like that way better. Um, but yeah, I'm looking Wow, strawberry shortcake vibes today. I'm here for it. But my shoes, they're um, like two, three inch platform sneakers and they are covered in silver rhinestones. So like literally from my head to my toes today, there's just a lot going on. So uh, make some noise for this outfit. <laughs> Calvin just hit a, a whistle behind the camera. Thank you. Um, but before I get into our topic today, I do want to tell y'all about something that happened to me the other day um, and something that I've just been thinking about, talking about, you know, over over chips and dip. Um, I want to talk about the chain smokers. OK, <laughs> I love the chain smokers. I don't know if that's a hot take or a, a cold take or just no take at all. I don't know. But like everybody knows the chain smokers like had their moment. If you were like alive and out in like 2016, like, oh, my God, the chain smokers were it. And I'm going to say it. Do yourself a favor and put on the chain smokers because they are still it. OK, I was in the car driving home from Christmas and <laughs> I just put on the, you know, like on Spotify, they have like the artist radio and it says this is the chain smokers. So I put on that playlist and, you know, it started with closer. Of course, I'm going to come back to that song. I got into, you know, some of their like more emotional stuff. And then I heard it. Dun, 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 dun. 
selfie hashtag selfie i haven't heard that song since i was like 15 years old and whenever i tell y'all like i didn't miss a beat that song came on and i cranked it up like volume 45 and i'm like when jason was at the table (laughs) do y'all remember that song it's just that girl talking the whole time and like i forgot i think whenever i was 15 that song you know like of course it was funny i'm like oh like they're talking about taking selfies but now I realize I am that bitch. And that song, whenever she's going, can you help me pick a filter? I want to look tan. I'm like, oh my God, it's me. It's me. I've morphed into the selfie girl. I love it. Um, Oh shit. I just kicked the table (laughs) trying to readjust. Um, But yeah, so do yourself a favor and put on selfie. And like, I'm sitting there jamming out. um, And like, it did cross my mind. You know, I'm, I'm on 95 in the day after Christmas traffic. So, I mean, it's just bumper to bumper going 80 miles an hour. And it did cross my mind. Like if I were to get in a car accident right now, like how embarrassing would it be that I died listening to selfie by the chain smokers? (laughs) Also kind of iconic though. Like it's an embarrassing way to go, but I think that it's kind of great. I don't know. What do you think, Calvin? He said that's not an iconic way to go. Let me know in the comments. But I want to go back to Closer because this is a memory. I am praying that some of y'all remember this and were there. Um, so I'm not sure exactly when Closer came out. Calvin, do you mind? Would you look that up for me? Do you mind? I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like put you to work but I want to make sure that my story is accurate. Um, So, but the beginning of the story is that I was at Hangout Fest summer 2016, okay? Um, I've told you about Hangout Fest. It was a wild time for me, but the one set that really I was there for, obviously, was the Chainsmokers, and this was pre-closer, okay? So this was like whenever Roses and Kanye, those were like their top songs, obsessed with all of that. Um, So we're at the Hangout Chainsmokers set, everybody's going nuts. We're having a blast. And they say, Hey, we're going to play a little bit of a new song. It hasn't come out yet, but we want to do a little bit for y'all. So everybody's like, yeah, everybody's so drunk. We've been on the beach partying all day long because they have a night set. And so they start playing this song and it like, I can't explain it. It like captivated the audience. I was sucked in and everybody got their phones out. And we were like, what is this? What is this? It was like changing our world. And it was only like 30 seconds of this song. Then they went on and finished their set. Whatever. We like go out that night. We go back to the hotel. We wake up the next day and all of us are like, yo, did anybody get a video of that new Chainsmokers song? Because that was a banger. And I'm not kidding, y'all. Me and my friends were sitting there trying to learn the words to this 30 second video we got of their set. And you guessed it. It turned out to be closer. Ah, it was so iconic. When did it come out? 2016? Yep. So I wonder like how many months after that it came out. But like I, it was just, it's a core memory for me trying to learn the lyrics of this unknown song. And then whenever it finally came out, I see like, they just like announced this new single with Halsey and it's closer and it came on. And I was like, I know this song. (laughs) Like, Oh my God. And I know that happens all the time. Like if you go to concerts, they always play new songs, but like nothing rocked my world and rocked like the, you know, young people of America, the way closer by the chain smokers did. Okay. Oh, iconic song. Good Lord. Half of my Snapchat memories from college have either 
uh, closer by the chain smokers or Mobamba playing in the background. I'll be honest. That is that sums up my college. <laughs> and to this day, when right here, both I'm like, does anybody have a funnel? Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kind of. <laughs> anyway, before I get into the topic, y'all know I got to talk to you about neutral. Thank you so much to Neutral for supporting the Chicks and Dip podcast. This is a vodka seltzer. It's made with vodka and real juice. And I mean, y'all, I tell y'all about them every week. Neutral's the shit, okay? <laughs> it really is. At this point, I'm recording before New Year's, but I can confidently say when this comes out that I will have enjoyed Neutral on New Year's Eve. And it will have been the best, okay? I love it. And going into 2023, like... This is a drink that will follow me through. I'm drinking the cranberry right now. Whenever it starts to warm up, like whenever the spring comes around, I'm going to pop open that lemonade, take it out to the beach. I mean, they're, they're great flavors. They're not overly sweet and sugary and flavorful. They're just light. But to me, they have enough flavor where it's not like, oh, am I drinking like a, you know, sparkling water? They're perfect. I can't hype up neutral enough. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Um, Y'all go out to your local liquor store and pick up a pack or order them at the bar. I love to get them at the bar. They normally have all the flavors that I want. Um, So check it out. Thank you so much again for supporting the show. All right, y'all. I'm going to get into our topic today. <clears throat> I don't even, I was talking to Calvin before this, like, I don't even know if there's a word for what we're talking about today, but it's kind of, I mean, it's the start of a new year. It's the start of a new season of the show. And so I just kind of want to share some stories about me that make me who I am. And you're probably like, hmm, why? Like, other than just wanting to talk about yourself. There's a reason. It's that, like, I just said, <laughs> Calvin, <laughs> Calvin's laughing at me like, nah, there's not a reason. She just wants to talk about herself. Half of that is true. Um, no, but I feel like, like I said up top, um, in season two, like I just feel very inspired. Um, I feel excited to like just... I don't want to say that I have been off a little bit, but y'all know whenever you kind of get rolling into your routine, whether it's work, whether it's your personal life, whatever it is, you kind of get in going through the motions a little bit. And I'll be honest with y'all, like the last couple of weeks, like trying to do the show and trying to do Christmas and and just get everything around, you know, this crazy time of year together. I kind of felt like I was going through the motions a little bit. I'll be honest with you guys. You know, that's on me. Um But now, like, I just feel like I want to start fresh. And part of that for me, like, I felt like I was sitting at my desk trying to figure out, you know, like, what are the next couple months of this show going to look like? And I almost felt like I was in like a creative rut for a few weeks there trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Um, And so I just thought, how do I get out of this? Um, And, you know, of course, I've talked about being in a funk, like in a personal in my personal life before and things that help me there are like, you know, exercise and cooking and stuff. But this is something different. Like whenever it's your work and like your brain stuff, trying to to figure out what to do while you're also thinking about like your goals in your future. I, I just think that for me, it's helpful to kind of take a little pause and reflect on like, who am I? Remember who the F you are. You know what I mean? Um, I just find like sometimes I'm so I think it's a great quality about me. I'm very goal oriented. I'm very success oriented. Like I I'm always thinking about what do I want this show to be a year from now? What do I want myself to be five years from now? Like I that's kind of always how I've been. Um, and I think that's great. But it's easy to almost get caught up in you know, what's next, what's next, what's next. And then I think that I kind of end up going through the motions a little bit because I'm so worried about 
you know, 10 steps ahead. And again, planning is good. But every now and then I have to check myself and just remember who I am. So I'm going to tell y'all who I am. <laughs> and I, I want y'all to listen to, to me and my stories and some things that make me me. And I want you guys to then reflect and think about what makes you, you, you know, and, and how did you get here? Whether you're thinking of it in a creative way or in a professional way or in your personal life or whatever lane of your life you want to look at, like how the hell did you get here? And I think it's good to remember that and be proud of yourself. So I'm going to start with, <laughs> I'm not going to start with my early childhood. That seems too far. What if I was like, I'm going to start when I was in kindergarten. Would all of you guys turn off the podcast? I feel like all of you are saying yes. I'm going to start with some of like my hobbies. Um, and y'all bear with me. I promise you there's a point in all of, in all of this. Um, so I've always loved music. Um, I've always loved live music specifically. Um, I've mentioned it before, but my dad, he plays electric guitar um he always has he was in a band when he was younger and the whole thing so I think that that my love of live music is kind of like in my DNA um but it all you know I would listen to music in the car and stuff and I feel like it all kind of came out whenever I was able to drive like I was a teenager um and I would go see you know like my friends bands play in Jackson every now and then and stuff like that but I <laughs> Uh, avenue of my life that I don't talk about enough, um, or a chapter of my life rather is my love of music came out as a fangirl of one direction. Okay. Look, I don't have any shame about it. That was the most fun thing. Like I cannot, if you have been a fangirl of a band and I'm, I'm talking about like you had the, the fan account Twitter. Okay. You traveled around and waited in lines so that you were front row at these shows. Like, that's the level that I'm talking about here, okay? I would <laughs> I would go, me and my cousin, shout out Elizabeth, we would go to these concerts and camp for 24 hours. The first time I went to, I think it was the first solo five seconds of summer show I ever went to. Um, we sat outside in March in Chicago, okay? It was freezing like actually below freezing temperatures we camped outside on the sidewalk in a sleeping bag 24 hours so that we could try to be front row we weren't even front row we were like second row and uh we camped out and this is actually a crazy story i'll tell y'all um we camped out for 24 hours and then we got inside and they just like opened the floodgates for all of these girls and we literally got like trampled like we <laughs> I'm not the person I will do crazy shit you know like sit in line for 24 hours in the snow but I'm not gonna run over someone you know like that that's the line for me <laughs> the crazy line stops there um but we actually got pushed back to like fifth sixth row and it was so tight I remember like feeling like I couldn't breathe like my my shoulders were getting crushed into my body like front like my boobs were literally up against a girl in front of me's back and then same thing on my back like it, it was so tight and so crazy it was so hot in there because I had the heat on and um I actually just got out of the crowd I sat in that line for 24 plus hours and then whenever it came down to you know an hour before the show we were actually inside I got out of the crowd I said f this goodbye and um I of course started crying about it because I was so tired and so mad at myself for being a little bitch and getting out of the crowd <laughs> And the uh, security guard for the band, his name was Dave at the time, huge, bald guy, super nice. 
he actually came over and asked me if I was okay. And I told him through my little tears, me and my cousin were standing there. I said, we sat in line for 24 hours just to get crushed and pushed out of the crowd. And for whatever reason, I think that he could tell that like I was on the verge of losing my shit, you know, like, like <laughs> if I left the concert, I'd lose my mind. If I stayed in there, I'd lose my mind. And I think that he knew I just needed a win. And, um, this security guard brought me and my cousin up to like the little, um, what is it called in the theater? It's like the little circle thing, like the balcony. Oh, I don't know. It has like a theater name, I think, but it was like a balcony, great view, just like a little private, like pod looking thing. And Luke Hemming's mom was sitting there watching the show and taking photos. And we got to sit right there with her and watch the whole show. And it, I mean, it just worked out. It was so, so fun. Um, and, uh, Another One Direction thing, uh, whenever <laughs> the first time I saw them, I was trying to get tickets and like everywhere sold out. Um, I don't remember what album this was or what tour, but I, I think I was probably about 15, 16 years old. Um, and the only show that they had tickets available was Las Vegas. And so me and my mom just bought them. <laughs> we lived in Mississippi. Okay. <laughs> and so we got the tickets and then we we're like, so, uh, I think for this year's family vacation, we should scrap the beach um, and we should probably just do Vegas because we've got to go anyway. <laughs> and my dad was like, what? <laughs> um, but we did. We I mean, literally, we centered a family vacation around One Direction. Like that's how deep ingrained these bands were into my life. And it's so crazy to think about. And yo, I will never forget this shit. Two things. One. Um, there was this girl, she was on my cheerleading squad with me and she played softball with my sister. And I remember she told the softball team that she was embarrassed to be in the same class as me because I was obsessed with One Direction. And my sister, of course, like, you know, came and like told me that. And I was like, bitch, that is so lame for you. Like, sorry, you don't have any joy <laughs> and you don't like the song. What makes you beautiful? Like, oh my God grow up and love that song <laughs> anyway but the other thing was um whenever we got our little like senior um id things you know like the little tags i actually put like you it was a joke you know like you would wear a wig or like hold up something funny and so i held up a five seconds of summer album in mine just because that was my, that was my life that was the stage of my life and i put it on twitter and it did really well like people loved it all the five seconds of summer fans were like this is amazing and um that was actually a very pivotal moment for me in my relationship with the internet because as soon as all of the love came the hate also came and i remember there were people again i was at that point, 17 years old, there were people on Twitter telling me to kill myself, telling me I should drink bleach, all because I just posted like, hey, I did my like jokey senior portrait with a five seconds of summer album. It was nuts. And so like that was so formative for me because I saw like at a very young age, like how psychotic the Internet is. And honestly, now I feel like that weirdly set me up for success. Like People say some crazy shit about me every time I post a reel on Instagram and like it doesn't even bother me. I'm like, because, you know, there's some loser out there who's telling a 17 year old girl to kill herself on the Internet. Like you guys don't y'all don't matter. <laughs> and so, like, that's why I tell you all of this story, like, you know, to, to understand it, it's all going to connect. Bear with me. Um, 
But I mean, the music thing, once I, so the whole fangirl thing lasted for a long time. And then, um, you know, obviously Zayn left the band terrible. And then One Direction eventually broke up also terrible. Um, but then I also went to college and honestly, I didn't have the money, uh, to keep, not that I had money, but you know, I lived at home whenever I was in high school and I did have a job. So I would use fun money, you know, to go to these concerts and stuff. Um, I didn't have that anymore cause I was in college and I needed to pay for, uh, you know, alcohol suddenly every weekend. <laughs> so all my fun money went to straight to that. Um, and I, I didn't really go to that many concerts anymore. And then I kind of, honestly, John Bellion came into my life, um, whenever I was in college and that was huge. Like I would go, I went to see him. I went to see bleachers. I feel like I was still traveling when I could, but I couldn't be the true fangirl that I was. Um, but music is something that stuck with me. Like I made my freshman year. I remember I made this playlist. It was called sleep because I needed something. Uh, you know, I had a roommate, I was in a new space and I was like, I need like something to relax me. So I had a sleep playlist. Then I had a sleep, sleep playlist that was for like REM cycle sleep. Like whenever I needed a good night's sleep, it was just like noise, you know, it was like noise and like the occasional like beep boop. And then <laughs> I had like a relaxing playlist that I would study to. And like, this sounds crazy. I know this sounds crazy, but like those playlists, I will never, ever delete them because like they bring me back to like that place in my life. I even have like a whole playlist of the One Direction songs. Like whenever I am now an adult and I'm like, God, like I just need like a pick me up. I will go listen to those One Direction five seconds of summer songs because it transports me back to a place whenever I was like 16 years old and I was like, I, I'm dreaming of hooking up with Luke Hemmings and I don't care about anything else except for getting front row right now. Like no responsibility. It was just a fun time in my life. And so I think it's like really important. That's kind of the whole message of this podcast is like, I, I think it's important as we navigate our twenties together, like, you know, there's going to be weirdness. There's going to be times whenever you feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like really stressed out about this or this or this, like think about who you are and all the chapters in your life and find one that is going to make you feel good. Like those years, I don't know. I don't think being a huge One Direction fan was like, you know, formative of like my entire personality and like my entire career, but it was a, a formative couple of years for me in the sense that like it unlocked like this love of music, this love of pop culture kind of. So maybe it did actually influence my career now that I'm saying this out loud. Um, but it was a fun time, period. And whenever I need to pick me up, I put on, you know, what makes you beautiful or whatever. And I'm like instantly perked up. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Calvin says yes. So I trust that you guys do too. <laughs> um, speaking of music, I do just want to tell you all like a crazy ass story. Um, when I was in college, I kind of shifted. Like I said, you know, I couldn't always go to concerts and drop everything. Again, I lived in Starkville, Mississippi during college. So it's like, you know, my access to, to big concert venues was pretty limited. You know, like I think New Orleans and Atlanta were the closest ones, but those were still like four plus hour drives. Um, so I found music festivals and every single spring break, I would go to a festival and then I would do them over the summer too. But like spring break was one where off of school, I can save up for this. All my friends can go. It was amazing. And so the first one that I went to was called Buku. It was down in New Orleans and um, they're currently on hiatus. I don't know if they'll ever be coming back, but I think like COVID kind of rocked their, rocked their whole thing, which is like such a bummer. Um, but it was the most fun and I was on the street team which was like it was basically so it's weird because I feel like I was 
doing influencery things before that was like an actual profession, which I'll get back to that here in a second, too. Um, But this was kind of that. It was kind of like street sales kind of vibes. But I would like literally go to frat houses at Mississippi State and be like, hey, y'all, in two weeks, it's spring break. And I think that you all should buy tickets to this music festival. Let me tell you all about it. Let me tell you how much fun we're going to have. And I did that and I earned a free ticket. So I was like hustling my way to having a fun spring break. It was awesome. Um, But the first year that I went, I went with Elizabeth, the same cousin. And uh, we met G-Eazy like at this t-shirt store before the festival gates opened one day. He was like performing and this was like way before he like popped off. This was like whenever the... um, I think it was these things happen. I think that album had just come out. Um, But he was doing like a meet and greet. And I remember there was like a line down the sidewalk and I was like, is this like a a venue? Like, what is this? And it was literally just like a t-shirt store. It was so random and so small and so cool. And uh, so I'll do that as a visual aid. I have just the funniest selfie of us. Like we're like posted up, like, you know, like mean Megan uh, with G easy. And I remember I walked up to him and I like panicked. I had barely met any celebrities at that point in my life. And um, I walked up to him and he had his canines were gold. And all I said to him was, I like your teeth. (laughs) Bro. (laughs) And he was just like, thanks. And then we posed for a picture and that was it. That was the entire conversation. And you know what? I hope, I know he doesn't remember, but like, in my dreams, Jeezy like tells that same story at a dinner party every now and again. And it's like, yeah, like one time this like super cute girl came up and she said, I like your teeth. And I was like, thanks. Y'all think he's ever told that? Calvin said a real quick. No, damn. I like to think that he's told it once or twice. <laughs> Another thing that happened at Buku that's freaking nuts. Um, they used to have, so there's the festival grounds and it like backs right up to the Mississippi river, right? It's gorgeous. Like you're watching the stage over here and then you look over to your left and it's the whole Mississippi. It's a really beautiful setup. Um, well, the VIP section used to be one of those like big riverboat cruises. Um, and like if you're from Savannah, it was like the Georgia queen, but like the Louisiana like version. Um, and they would pull the boat up and that's how like if you were VIP, there was like a DJ set in there. There was an open bar or whatever. And so you just like hop on the boat and then you can hop back off and go about the festival. It was really cool. Well, I guess there was some miscommunication because like I think like the standard rule is that like whenever it's an open bar at a major event, like no shots, period. I've, I've always heard that you can't be pouring shots like that. Um, I guess that was miscommunicated. Uh, and the year that I was there, they were pouring shots for everybody. It was so lit. Y'all, I can't make this shit up. All of a sudden... They're like, everybody has to get off the boat. We're closing down the VIP. And everyone's like, what, what, what? And you know, like, we're all like, I mean, we're partying. So like, I'm not really worried about it. We find out some lunatic dove into the Mississippi River off of the VIP boat. He took a bunch of shots and just dove in. Y'all, I've never been in the Mississippi, but I've seen it with my eyes. I understand that's a, a real river. That's not a creek. That's not your little river you can tube in go for a float that's a real ass river like drown in that river river and this dude just dove right in he survived by the grace of god he survived they pulled him out but that asshole ruined it so the next year we went back to buku and they had an on land vip section which was still cool 
still gorgeous, still fun. But damn. And I actually saw him. One of my Snapchat memories, I ran into that guy. I assumed that they would never let him back. He said he wasn't allowed back for like three years or something. Again, again, this is all coming from a guy who jumped in the Mississippi River. So take everything that he told me with a grain of salt. Um, But he told me like some elaborate story that he wasn't allowed back. But now he's like, you know, reached his limit. He can come back. Also, it might have been some random guy just lying to me. That would actually be really funny. Like claiming to be the iconic Mississippi River jumper. That would be insane. (laughs) Anyway, those are just some little music related stories. Um, But again, kind of a tip. Um, If you feel like you're in a rut, I like really, really recommend putting on an old playlist. If you're into music like I am, whether you had like the physical experience of going to these concerts or not, I think like the other day I was driving down the street and I put on like the 1975's first album. And that takes me back to a, a different time. Or like, like I mentioned, John Bellion, whenever I was like at the, you know, like peak of going to see John Belly and whenever he was touring and whenever his new album was coming out, like I was in a really, really creative place in my life. Like it was, there was like a couple years in college whenever I just feel like creatively I was on fire and just listening to the same music I was listening to then like woke up something inside of me and made me feel like really inspired, like to buckle down and like let my creative energy just like flow. Do you know what I mean? That sounds like a little like, I don't know. That sounds kind of weird, but I, I swear if you're into music, like you'll, you'll know what I'm saying. And like, this is just me reminding you like, y'all life is hard. Life is weird. Whenever you turn 26, like I don't want to act like I have a ton of responsibilities, but like, Ooh, we have a little, you know, like we've got to pay our rent. We've got stuff to do. We're thinking about how we're going to reach a successful place. You know, there's milestones that we want to hit. And I just think every now and again, think of a great place in your life and find a way to go back there is what I'm saying. So that's a little bit about my hobbies. Um, I do think that I want to share with y'all, mostly because this is a question that I get um, a lot, but hopefully it will, again, like I hope that y'all will hear me share this information about my life and and kind of reflect on your own. Um, But I get a question a lot about like, how, what are you doing? How did you get here? And they mean like, how did you land with this podcast owning a company how did you get into media like you you kind of do an instagram thing it's not full-blown influencer but sometimes it is like like people are kind of just confused um and honestly sometimes i am too that's fair but i kind of want to share with y'all like how how i got here um so if you've been here for a while y'all heard the story about the free people jumpsuit that changed the way i look at fashion I won't retell that because it's you know it's not like super relevant to this story but the reason that i was buying that jumpsuit was um whenever i was i believe i was 17 um i won a trip to los angeles with 17 magazine um and this is so crazy do y'all remember so i don't i don't even know if people get 17 magazine a physical copy anymore but i did all through high school i always got them and they would have like a like a sweepstakes section and a lot of it was you know like I don't know, something silly to enter. But there was one that said, show us an accessory that like is your personality, like show your personal style through an accessory. And all that you had to do was tag 17 magazine on Instagram and use a hashtag. And so I posted a photo, my like prescription glasses at the time. I'll, I'll do this for a visual aid too. My prescription glasses at the time were these bright, like electric teal glasses. And I love them. I mean, clearly I like color. That has always been a 
part of me. And so I just took a cutesy little selfie. I was like making like a little scrunchy smile face with a bun on my head. And um, I uploaded it. And then I, I don't know. I feel like it was, I say a couple weeks, but probably a couple months later, I like got an email and it's from someone who works for Hearst, which I know is the publisher for 17. And they're telling me that I won a trip to Los Angeles because of this, like, show your style contest. And I was like, this is fake. <laughs> this is fake. No, that shit was real, y'all. It was so cool. I won like a four day trip out there. I went at Thanksgiving and I won a I think it was like a five hundred dollar shopping spree. Um, it, I mean, crazy. And so at the time, like, again, I was living in Mississippi. I hadn't gone to college yet. And really the only traveling I had done was for concerts. And so I was like obsessed with like, I want to see things. I want to go do things. And like, again, I bought this jumpsuit like for this trip. So right before I left, I like had this, like, I don't know. What, what is it called? Like, what is it called? Help me Calvin. Like, ha ha, like an aha moment. Epiphany. Thank you. I had this like epiphany of like the world of fashion. So then like two days later, I was getting on a plane to go to L.A., which is like a city that, you know, at the time, like I see like some of my favorite YouTubers living in like y'all. It was so cool. Um, And so I got out there and I remember I was planning my senior photos, you know, like whenever you graduate high school, you get like your portrait done for the yearbook. But then a lot of people will do like, you know, just photos of you. And um, at the time, it was quite popular in the South uh, to go out like on a railroad track or like in a field or maybe if you had some sunflowers, you could go out there. And y'all know me. No shade. No shade, but that's just not my vibe. It's not my vibe. Um, I'm not, you know, like a real country girly. Um, so I didn't want to do that. And whenever I found out I won this trip to L.A., this was also a crazy thing to do. Do you all remember the YouTubers? Um, I think it was Kian and JC. They had a photographer and he was just taking really, really cool photos of them. Plus, like all these other little, you know, like L.A., like teenagers who were doing YouTube and stuff. So I reached out to the photographer, I think like on Instagram or maybe I emailed him or something. And I was like, Hey, this is crazy. Cause I'm not like a YouTube famous person like you hang out with, but I'm going to be in LA and I really would like to get some cool senior pictures. Can you help me? And he said, yes. And for my senior photos, I, my mom just let me loose in downtown LA. And we went into this like parking garage and I went out on the little like, um, what are they called? It's not about fire escape thing. I had never even seen a fire escape in real life at that point. <laughs> and I went out and on a fire escape and then he brought me up on the roof of these two buildings. Y'all like I was literally just on the rooftops of downtown LA. Like it was just a situation that I cannot believe I was in. And I'm not being dramatic whenever I say like that trip, that experience, like kickstarted the rest of my career. Like I'm so serious. I credit that experience to so much because I was like, my eyes were open to photography. I didn't really, you know, hang out with people who are photographers. So just being around him doing a photo shoot was like the first of thousands more that I would do. And I just didn't even know it. Um, but, oh, and y'all, this is so, this is a funny little tidbit. Uh, whenever we got out there, my mom was like super jet lagged. And then we got in this cab and the guy, like he had it so hot in there. Like he had the heat on and he was driving crazy. And so my mom was like feeling really sick. 
So she <laughs> went back to the hotel and I went to dry bar to get like my hair like done and like blown out and stuff. And I remember I didn't even know what dry bar was like. I had never even heard of it. And now I'm like, duh, it's dry bar. Like everybody knows that. And I had just never even I didn't know. Um, but anyway, so I got back from that trip and this is like something that I'm so thankful that I did because, again, I learned a huge lesson. Um, I reached back out to. 17 the girl that was like coordinating the whole trip for me and I just said hey thank you so much I had a blast also I'd like to share some photos I actually got my senior portraits done out there and I'd like to share them with you um just so I mean I wasn't I didn't I didn't really have any intention I just wanted to be thankful you know like show my thanks to her and show her like look I made the most of this trip like seriously this meant a lot to me and they loved my photos and they were like we actually have like a I don't remember what it was called social club or something but it was basically like a brand ambassador, like influencer program. But keep in mind, this was circa 2014. So like this, there were influencers, but it was like, it's not like it is now whenever people say like, oh, I'm an influencer and you understand their job. So this was really new. I didn't quite get it. And so they would, their like sponsors and advertisers in the magazine would send us products and we would post about it. And, um, I just kept that relationship going and I, I dyed my hair purple for the like first time because they had a hair coloring advertiser. And I remember they were like, is anyone willing to dye their hair? And I was like me. Yes. Like that's what I'm, the lesson that I learned from that is always number one, always thank people whenever you have something cool, whether it is given to you because you won a contest or because you made it happen and you worked really hard for it. Just thank the people who help you make stuff happen because you never know like that. If I had not reached back out to her and I hadn't sent her those pictures of me, like I don't think that this opportunity would have come to me. Um, but, and then I, I, my other lesson I learned is say yes to as much as possible. Like not always, of course, of course, you know, I always see these graphics, like it's okay to say no. It is obviously okay to say no. But like whenever they said, will anybody dye their hair? Yes. Why not? 17 magazine is looking for someone to dye their hair. Of course I will. And so I remember I took this purple hair dye to my hairdresser, Shane, and he helped me, he put it in and helped me do it. And they put my photo in the magazine. And so like, Again, looking back, like that's such a small thing, like in the scheme of, you know, like media and success and things that people do now. But to me, as a 17 year old girl who didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, like in life, that was so huge. Do you all know what I mean? Like me opening up a, a magazine and seeing myself in there because like I just did all I dyed my hair and I kept this relationship going and I and I wanted to serve as this influencer like wow, it was, it was just so cool. Oh, it was so cool. Um, and so from there, then I, I went to college and, um, you know, I decided that actually had a role in me choosing to do journalism and broadcasting because I love to be on camera. Uh, there's no secret about that. Um, and then I was really good at writing too. Like that was just kind of the vibe, but I still, again, I wasn't really sure what Avenue I was going to go. Um, and so whenever you go to school for broadcasting, they pretty much do it's news. I mean, I'm sure there are other schools that are more, you know, complex, maybe there's like different, I don't know, like focuses within their broadcasting major. But uh, our program at the time was just like, we're going to teach you how to do television news. Um, so that's how I landed the job in TV news that I've referenced before, because that's just kind of what I was teed up to do. Um, but I was also on the side. I was the editor in chief of our fashion magazine at the school at uh, Mississippi State. And 
that was so cool too. That was like, I mean, literally, y'all, I swear to God, it was like a full-time job. Like we were doing like every semester or no, every, yeah. Yeah. Every semester, um, a new edition would come out. So there would be fall, winter, spring, summer, and we would do like 10 photo shoots and like me and my friend Liz, shout out Liz. We would just like corral everybody and make a photo shoot happen with kids who were unpaid and who were full-time students and it was so so fun but yeah so all of these things kind of like it's hard to explain but like the 17 magazine the magazine in college my news job like it it all kind of worked like together to just like build on top of each other and give me what I do now like it's so weird it's like I just get asked a lot, like, how did you get into this? And it's like, it's kind of a long story. You know, it was kind of a lot of things. Like I loved aspects of the magazine. I loved aspects of my like, you know, broadcasting career. And I loved aspects of the influencing. Like, oh my God, y'all, <laughs> I can't believe I forgot to tell you all this. There was this girl in high school. And I remember um, 17 had sent us, it was like a chapstick kind of thing and a concealer and so I had posted about it on my Instagram and I heard this girl (laughs) in my grade talking shit about me saying that I was just making it up like just making up that 17 had asked me to promote these chapstick and like she told girls that I was like going to the Walgreens and like picking out product and then I was just lying about it (laughs) and that is so funny now because like influencing has come such a long way. You know what I mean? Like everybody on the internet is an influencer now, but there's like people who, I mean, it's really, truly their full-time career to be an influencer. And you know what that means? I feel like it's like, you know, I'm sure there's some people who shit on it, but I think it's a respectable job. It's a hard job to do. It's hard to break into that. Um, but at the time, I mean, like in 2014, some random girl at your high school saying that 17 magazine told her to promote (laughs) a chapstick. Like I get it. I get why people thought I was making that shit up. It's so funny. Um, but I don't know. That That's just like a, a couple of little stories and a little bit about me that I don't, I don't know. If y'all don't think it's interesting, then that's going to be quite humbling for me. Um, <laughs> but it's just kind of things that make me me. Um, and so, I, like I said, whenever, you know, like I was starting season two of this show, I just wanted to get inspired and get creative. And so... I think it's fun and I think it's nice to reflect on like, think about what I was dreaming of whenever I first won that trip to LA and then flash forward a couple of years. Think about what I was dreaming of for myself whenever I first became the editor of that magazine. You know, like what were my goals then and who was I? And now, you know, I'm, I'm doing my own thing. I, I own a business. I'm doing a podcast full time. I'm getting to do something creative as my full time job. Like I know if I had told myself at any of those little milestones, what I'd be doing, like little me would be so excited. And so I just encourage you as we start this new year, as we start this new season, like think about if it's not your career, if it's, you know, oh God, if it's your relationship, if you just got married, like think about you whenever you had your first boyfriend, like how much you've learned about relationships, how much you've learned about, you know, family, if you have a child or whatever, like just think about past you, because I think that it's really, really easy to think about the future and what's next and what you need to get done and that pressure. And I just think, of course, we can't live in the past. We all got to grow. We got to evolve all that stuff. But I think it's really helpful to sometimes just remember who the F you are, you guys. Like I said up top, just remember 
who you are, how you got here, and like how proud would you be of yourself for getting here? That's the energy I'm going into 2023 with. Like, I worked hard. Yes, girl, this is who I am. This is who I am in my core. Like, I'm going to remember myself sitting in line for John Bellion, and I'm going to remember myself posting that chapstick in high school. And I'm going to use that and say, this is how far I came in 10 years. What am I going to do in the next 10? That's how I'm going into into this new season. Like, you know, here's what we did. That was great. And I'm going to pull from that and I'm going to keep on cranking out good content for you guys. (laughs) I don't know. That feels like a solid, a solid way to wrap this up. I won't ramble too, too much anymore. Thank you for being here. Um, Send me a message and please actually, oh, this is a fun call to action. I would like to hear what kind of music like brings y'all to like that place of like, this is me. And maybe I'll make a playlist. Actually, this is something that I have been wanting to do. I kind of want to make, I want to share my sleep playlist, number one, because it's fire. Um, But I kind of want to make a few playlists like for things that I talk about on the show. So maybe I will make one to go with this episode that's like things that make me me. And I want to hear the things that make you you. And... I want to go into this new season like that. Anyway, thank y'all so much for being here. Um, I'm feeling so excited. I'm feeling so positive. Um, next couple of weeks, we have some really great guests queued up. I'm really excited. Um, we have some very compelling conversations coming. So uh, hold tight. And um, with that, I will remind y'all, remember that every single Monday morning, new episodes drop. You can watch me as a web show on YouTube, or you can listen as a podcast only on Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere you can find a podcast. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. I'm working on Patreon. Okay. Um, I am looking into it. I'm getting like a running list of ideas, but I want to do some extra content for you guys. Obviously I've talked about the fashion of it all a lot. I would really like to do some fashiony things on Patreon. I would like to do, I don't know, I'm not a cook, but like, you know, the theme of the show is dip. So maybe some recipes or something, but just extra content. Um, so yeah, so stay tuned for that. Um, and follow us on socials. Um, our handle is at chicks and dip pod and my personal is at Lauren underscore Wolverton. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for being here to kick off season two with me. I'm so excited. Um, see y'all next week. Bye y'all.